Good morning, Bill. Or should I say good evening? Thank you for doing the um, night shift. My brain doesn't function too well in the AM. Um, Absolutely sorry, no worries. I'm the exact opposite. I don't do mornings. I work nights. So by 7, 8 in the morning, my time, I'm already starting to wind down. And uh, yeah, so 11 at night, I'm I'm kind of off work. So I'll probably be going to sleep in the next couple hours. But I'm, I'm still more awake now than in the morning. Crazy. My um my partner's the same. She um she starts doing crazy jobs late at night where I'd rather just sleep, get up at five AM and do what I gotta do in the morning kind of thing. So uh it's worked out well for us. Five AM just seems so I mean, I'm I'm awake at five AM. I usually work work out at three AM, but it's not necessarily by choice. Like I wouldn't choose that shit. Uh I, I live in LA. Commuting is miserable on regular time, but if you work nights, you really don't have to wait in traffic, and then you get paid slightly more. But then I guess you know you take a couple of years off your life. But I would rather die slightly younger than have to stand and you know sit in traffic. Uh, it's that that's that devil's bargain that I made. Exactly. Well, I've heard that you spend four years of your life sitting in traffic so uh, there's the, there's the time saved <laughs> uh, yeah they can have that time if that's what it's gonna you know it would be nice if they took it off the the toward the end of your life like if instead of dying at 97 you know in some old age home i instead died at 93 that yeah. wouldn't be a bad thing i said i think that sounds pr rather good to me it's better than sitting in traffic definitely yeah, as long as they subtracted from the end of my life and not like, okay, r randomly we're going to start counting back from like, say, 47. That th that sounds like a very uh, unfair deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not fun at all. Bill, you are a combat veteran, martial artist, vegan chef, author, a lot of incredible things. But one thing that amazes me is your fluency in Japanese. How did uh, that I appreciate happen? it. <laughs> I appreciate it, but my uh, Japanese now is, as you guys would say, rubbish. Uh, I was, I was just yeah. watching some Prime show, like something about Musashi, and I can kind of follow along, uh, but it's, you know, it's like one of those things. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I'm, well, I'm going to be going to Japan next month, so I'm hoping I, I can kind of like stumble along, okay? Yeah, yeah. My um, my partner's Russian. I understand how hard it is to get your head around the different alphabet, I suppose, even though um, I don't know what you call it in Japanese. But did, did living there, I, I take it that living there um, helped a lot with, with it getting ingrained into your head. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the difference between doing something part-time and it being all that you do. And when, it, when you live there and you become immersed in the language... And I, with Russian, how, what would you put your Russian at right now? 1%. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, you'll turn this corner when you can think in the language. Mm. And when you're speaking in it, when you don't translate in your brain, when you just speak. Because when you translate in your brain... Uh, it kind of is this middle middle man or I guess middle woman. It's just this thing mm. in the middle that this translating box 
and I'm pretty sure it's with any language. So if you translate in your brain, for example, you think, uh, today, today I'm going to go to the store and then Japanese, what is that in Japanese? Ah, if you have that have to translate it kind of thing and then it, it doesn't work. I mean, it works, but it, it slows it down dramatically and it means that you can't really communicate. But when you just, you think and you just put your language that you know aside and say, okay, I'm going to, I have, even though it's limited, I'm going to process whatever's going on through this language, then it becomes a lot quicker. And so whatever someone's talking to you in, you're just working with the words that you got. Some of that you're, you're probably, depending on where you're at, you might not know every word, but you know enough that you're like, okay, I, I got the, the general picture. Versus, yeah, yeah. If, you know, when I was like, what's every single word, this, that, you know, and, and then you're trying to fumble it together. And then Russian, I'm not sure if it has the same sentence structure as English or in oh, it's crazy. Language. Is yeah, it, it flip, it's, kind of yeah, it, they do flip it around a lot. And um, some of it makes sense and some of it, it just blows your head. Uh, 12 different endings to words and stuff like that. I do, one day I do, I, I, I would hope to be fluent and be able to speak to my in-laws and whatnot but um it, it is true when you're around there when i go there you know i've been there three or four times and you do mm -hmm. kind of flick into it a little bit and you start to understand but like you said if you don't use it you lose it and uh, i'm probably back to one percent now so uh, maybe one day mm. bill a lot of people turn vegan late in life i took it took me 26 years to understand what was going on a lot of people say that they changed as an early teenager. Your story is a bit different. 18 years old? Close. Uh, 19. I went, well, I went vegetarian at 18, vegan at 19. So I'm still a teenager. Uh, I mean, mm. compared to a five-year-old, I guess an adult. But uh, I mean, we would consider an 18-year-old to be just a kid. And yeah, yeah. it. I kind of stumbled into it. And uh, I. I definitely credit... Being uh, able to live not with my folks and then kind of like be able to start to forge my own path. And I credit punk rock a lot because I, I feel like through that lens of wanting to question all the bullshit that we're told, uh, even though veganism and vegetarianism wasn't something that was presented at that point to me, I hadn't yet, the Earth Crisis hadn't, at least I hadn't even heard of them and, and bands like that that were presenting a vegan message. It was more or less the, the, through the lens of question authority, question what you're being told, and don't be so sure of everything that society is throwing at you. So I kind of had a chance to kind of deconstruct everything in my life, whether it was like, you know, somewhat materialism to like just basically what we're eating. And when I, I kind of accidentally stumbled on the idea of you don't need to eat animals it was amazing to me as it's probably been to you uh how freaked out people were that i wasn't playing along with everyone else's game that i wasn't yeah. eating animals that i wasn't buying into the system and it, it was partly that reaction that made me think like wow what the heck is going on i think if everyone had been like eh, whatever no no big deal maybe it wouldn't have had such a uh, an impact on me, but the fact that it did and that people really thought that I might die as a result of not eating 
some animal product every day. It's ridiculous now, but that really did, you know, touch a nerve in me. And then after I had been vegetarian for a couple months, I, I went vegetarian originally for Lent. Uh, just to kind of piss off my parents because they wanted me to give up something for Lent because they're really big Christians. And I thought, what, would, what, what could I say that would, you know, uh, you know, be kind of a crazy thing to give up? And saying that, I mean, my poor, my poor parents, they're having to, you know, go through that, like, what, is gonna, something going to happen to our son? What's going to happen? And through that accidental just, I guess, being a jerk and coming up with, with something that I thought would... Uh, rattle them, I accidentally found something amazing that it was when I, I, I got a hold of a, a PETA pamphlet at a punk rock show probably that summer. So I would have been 19 years old and how dairy and the meat industry are linked. And if you're, if you're you know, going to eat a, a cheese sandwich, might as well make it a cheeseburger because you're helping to kill the mother a- anyway. And then how wasteful... At, that point, they didn't go as far as to say that I don't think they were talking about global warming or climate change. It was just the idea of how wasteful the animal a- agricultural industry is, and that there was a lot of water wasted, and that if we were instead of feeding all this feed, I guess I was going to say the 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 plants and vegetables we they feed to animals to then kill the animals and eat them. If you just ate those vegetables and the, that grain. I mean, we could easily feed all the people in the world and just just those thoughts of, oh, I can realistically do something to make the world a better place just in my food choices really resonated with me. And then it it was a very powerful thing, especially coming from the punk rock scene where, you know, you want to change the world. What what are you going to do? How do you do that? Well, if it's just changing what, what, what I eat and changing my diet something as simple as that, um, more so than any kind of, you know, protest or, you know, dressing crazy or whatever I was doing with my hair at the time, you know, it, it really, uh, it really, really impacted me. And people have given me, have given me grief throughout the years, as you would guess in the service as well. And when I lived in Japan and like questioned it, but no one's really given me a good answer on why I should go back to doing something that I think was fundamentally wrong, which is killing animals that we don't need to eat, you know, poisoning myself, helping destroy the planet and killing perfectly, you know, healthy and happy and should be living their own lives, animals just for, you know, just because of some stupid tradition that we happen to be raised in, you know? Yeah. Well, being a teenager, a lot of people will be growing up like, you know, wearing the same clothes as people, um, going out, you know, doing the same things, having the same habits just to kind of fit in at that kind of age. So I can imagine at 19, going against the grain was was a bit, you know, frowned upon. Um, obviously, I was 26 at the time, so I was a little bit older. Um, mm. What kind of flack did you get from your, from your mates? You know, was oh, it- a lot. But I would, I, again, I definitely credit punk rock in having my baseline being, I don't give a fuck what you think. Mm -hmm. And that being my baseline made it be like, Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, if you, if, 
if you have a problem with A, C, B. I just don't give a fuck. So it, it made it a lot easier to where, yeah, I care, you know, what my parents think and I love my folks and I, you know, friends and family and all. But my, at the, 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 the corner of it all is I, through, you know, you know, everything that I grew up listening to and, and the punk rock ideology, which is basically, you know, don't give a fuck, make, make a better world, find your own way in it. It really did give me, even though it wasn't a blueprint so much at that point, uh, there were bands that were coming up with an ideology of what it all was and putting it all together. But just the basic, like, you know, be your own person, stand on your own two feet and not really care what someone else is saying about, about what you're doing. It made it easier. And I, I was in the States, let me see, till I was about 22. And then I moved to Japan, which is a very conformist. I love Japan. Japan's part of my, my you know, it's always going to be close to my heart. But uh, it is a very conformist society. Uh, and it, an advantage of being a foreigner in that is while they are expecting you to kind of follow some rules... They just accept that you're doing your own thing anyway, being a, a foreigner, and you're just going to be an outsider of it. So me not smoking, drinking, eating meat, whatever, uh, that was just taken as an, oh, okay, that's just what that dude does kind of thing. Now, when I joined the service after 9-11, yeah, I mean, then I got, you know, fully reintroduced to... Uh, you know, what I would have expected in America and uh, that, you know, that kind of, um, I guess, all the stupidity and all the comments and all the stuff all at once. I, I had to get used to living in America again. And then all of the things that I, you know, there's plenty of things that I love about this country and there's plenty of things that I don't. And, uh, you know, America, you know, the, the whole trope of the ugly American it exists for a reason. There's plenty of, unfortunately, us that act like idiots. And, you know, any anytime anyone's doing anything different, you know, you're going to hear, uh, get some shit about it. And I got all that in the service. But again, it wasn't like uh, I was new to the, you know, quote unquote, it wasn't my first rodeo as, uh, as that American expression goes. So it wasn't a big deal to me that... Some people were unhappy or thought what I was doing was stupid. I just didn't give a fuck what they thought either. I, you know, mm -hmm. I joined I joined the military as a medic to save people's lives, and even if it was their dumbasses, I would be there to do it. Uh, I thought I could really save anyone's life. That you know, that was what the training was for, and I thought that that fed in perfectly to my ideals and, and my morals as a vegan who's someone's trying to make the world a better place and all that stuff. Uh, and I really didn't care what any, uh, rednecks thought of that. Um, but yeah, it, I think being vegan, it's, it's kind of a thing that I think often people who are very sensitive gravitate toward. And I know plenty of people, especially here in LA who kind of fall under the hippie, uh, umbrella who are vegans, but I think they might I think they probably have a, a hard time with it because uh, as a person who cares about the world and cares about people and wants, wants a better world for, for all, 
but who realizes that the world is a very rough place and uh, you're going to get scuffed up and you don't want to have your heart kind of on your sleeve for everyone to step on. And, you know, I, I try to keep my, my distance from getting too worked up on what people say, what people do, you know, or, you know, you have to see some awful stuff. We had um, in L.A., there's an L.A. animal save where they do uh, a pig vigil and they'll go out and protest and give water to pigs as they're going to the slaughterhouse. And it's very, very powerful, no matter who you are. I think it's whether you're someone who still eats pigs or whether you're someone like us who cares about them. But you would imagine, I mean, you could imagine all the people who are sensitive and maybe you could say also normal because it is normal to be sensitive and crying and seeing such a, a horrible thing as that and reacting to it. I mean, this is probably partly due to what I've developed as, you know, due to I work in healthcare and I was in the military in war. Uh, but I, I, uh, I'm kind of closed off to that stuff. It just, I try not to let it phase me, but if you're too sensitive about the world and sometimes too sensitive about, you know, what people say, I think it's going to be hard to probably maintain being, you know, doing your own thing like we do, you know, uh, you know, especially if you're so susceptible to someone saying like, hey, vegans are dumb. And then you say like, really, we're dumb versus I mean, you know, I just say, oh, you're dumb. I don't give a fuck. Whatever, whatever, dude. And it, unless it's your family and then you say the same thing, but in a nicer way, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah. I might say, OK, OK, Aunt Laura. I have an Aunt Laura who might say something like that. It's just saying whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of comments as well, and um, I get a lot of people shouting inside the shop. I have people storm out the shop, and you know, kind of making fun of somebody's choice of diet, which is which is just mad. I don't know if they're like lacking in protein or what. I don't know what the matter matter is with them, but um, I can't but they, they I can't understand the, the psychology behind it. So, have you noticed that change? Over the last 30 years, because obviously I've been, I've been uh, plant-based for five years, vegan for three. And straight away, I've, I've noticed a change in people's attitudes. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a hippie. I go to the gym. I do things yeah. that regular people do. And already, just in the space of five years, I can kind of see people's attitude uh, change towards it. How's it been over the last 30? Change in a good way, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it has been... So somebody said to me I'm and this I've gotten this comment I would say at least 10 times where someone said wow you were vegan in 1992 and then they said wow you were vegan before it was cool which is amazing to me because I I think the first time at least you know actually every time I stop and I says does that mean being vegan is cool I mean because for fucking years, it was not considered cool at all. Like, we would, you, we would get shit for it. We would be called dumb hippies or whatever, you know. Uh, I mean, and, and I would get it from the hippies because the hippies would be like, oh, you punk rock kids and whatever. But those hippies were eating, you know, animals. And then, you know, whatever the normies, the normal people who would, would either call us hippies or stupid punk rock kids or like they, you know, 
they wouldn't know what a vegan was anyway, but they would say like vegetarians are fucking whatever, you know, you, you throw in the pejorative, uh, to where now, I mean, I, I've gone through all of the super rednecky states and I have a car that's very, very decked out vegan. That's like very in your face. And I get more positive or people taking pictures of the car and more attaboys than I do negative. I'm just, I think I'm just still surprised by it. I, uh, I guess after putting up for shit, you know, shit for years, uh, I've just gotten used to that being the norm. And, uh, and I'm still surprised that, that it's changing our way. Like this is something that I never thought when I went, you know, First of all, when I went vegan in in 92, I just thought, well, there there's pizza for you. I'm never going to eat a, like a regular pizza again. And eventually I ended up eating like a sauce pie, which was like a pizza, but there's no cheese. And then instead they throw extra sauce on it. And it's basically like if you put soup on bread and, and it sucks. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the kind of there was so much food that. To be fair to people who weren't vegan, if I if if you just cared about food and you looked at it, you might go, "That's no, I don't want to eat that." And I wouldn't blame them. I would say, like, you know, well, uh, you know, I've eaten probably fifty thousand peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Not like not an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, uh, not I'm probably lowballing it by a couple thousand. Like there was there was years where you know. There was a health food store in my neighborhood, but I mean, in the this is pre-internet, so I didn't know how to cook. It's not like I could have asked somebody. Nobody knew what what vegan stuff was, so you know, I probably just ate. I would I would eat a block of tofu and just say like, oh, I guess I'll eat some other random stuff that happens to be vegan. Like, it's it's so amazing where vegan is now. It to the point where. Sometimes vegan restaurants will go out of business because there's just too many vegan restaurants. We've had this issue in L.A. where there's a place called Stand Up Burger that's like a just a, a burger, vegan, a vegan, all vegan burger and milkshake place that went out of business just because there's too many vegan places now. So people have like too many choices. Like it's it's like mm. if you want donuts Vegan donuts, oh, okay, there's three places that do vegan donuts. Like, that stuff was unheard of. Like, mm. until, uh, you know, until the mid-2000s, I didn't have a donut. I just was like, well, that's another thing I'm not going to eat anymore. Mm. And, and then we discovered this place called Vegan Treats, which uh, if you live on the East Coast in, in, in America, you need to tra- check out Vegan Treats. It's amazing. Um, yeah, one thing I, want, I, I always wanted to do was do, um, I mean, I went to, the US when I was very young, about five or six. One thing I've always wanted to do is is do a road trip through America and, um, you know, tick off the big burger joints and the chicken wing places and indulge in all this typical American food. Now, obviously, I can still do that and now I can tick off all the vegan places, so uh, mm. it's not too much of a, of a bad thing. Talking of food, a week ago, someone came into the gathering, shall we call it, and they'd just been for a curry and he's like a family friend hmm. and he came in and the first thing he said not hello how are you how's the business how's life the first thing he said was oh i've just been for a, a curry um loads of meat we had loads of chicken 
loads of uh, whatever else. And I said, nice, good for you. Glad you enjoyed it. How you doing? Kind of thing. And uh, later on, I thought to myself, why would my dietary choices be at the forefront of someone's mind who I haven't seen for uh, a few months, a good, a good while? Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that's... The, you know, for the likes of me and you um, and, and vegans who choose not to eat a certain product, why do you think people have got to focus on that rather than, than anything else? Have you, have you had a similar... I bet you've had a I few think, similar experiences. I think they subconsciously know that for us, eating plant-based or vegan is an ethical choice and I think whatever, no matter what people are saying, gonna say, they see this as some kind of like they're acknowledging that they have some kind of moral dilemma with it. I mean, that's just a, a theory. Uh, mm. So I often, I sometimes bring up the story to my to people who bring who kind of do that kind of stuff. I said, like, look, I don't. I don't care what you eat. I said, let me just get, tell you a quick story. And then I'll say, I have this friend, uh, while we were in the service, little thing about him. He, while, we were, while he was deployed, I don't know if he did this in Afghanistan, but when he was in Iraq, they were bored, so he would go fishing for puppy dogs. Usually puppy dogs, no bigger than, like very small dogs. He would make a noose, he would put some kind of bait down and he would lie on top of a, usually a Hesco or, or something like that. It basically, he would lie in wait. And when the dog came by, he would snag it and he would hang it until it was dead. Uh, that's just what he did for fun. And usually, um, my, well, my dad called this guy a psychopath. I've had a couple friends who like, had some kind of crazy reaction to it. And I said, look, I'm just telling you a story. And this guy is my friend. I'm not here to judge him. I'm not here to judge you. I said, you choose to go out and, and eat dead animals. This guy hangs dogs. I knew some Marines that would, uh, would break dogs' necks and leave them at, at somebody's doorstep. Somebody uh, bit the head off a live chicken to show, I guess, prove they were a man or some bullshit like that. Like, I'm not here to put a judgment on it. If you want to eat dead animals, same as my friend here that like to fucking, you know, murder dogs, you know, you want to call him a psychopath? Well, maybe look in the mirror, you know. Uh, I'm not here to have a judgment on it. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, if somebody put me in control of the world, it would be a very different place. Obviously, no one would be allowed to murder animals. Well, uh, as much as I love shooting guns, guns would be illegal. There'd be a whole bunch of shit changed. But until mm. someone puts Bill Muir, a.k.a. Sergeant Vegan, in, in charge of the world, unfortunately, you're still allowed to give people money to uh, rape or murder animals for you and then so you could eat their dead bodies. Mm. I think that shit's fucked up. Mm. Uh, there's, a, there's a headline at the minute in England where a woman has killed a hamster. I think it was about three weeks ago. She's killed a hamster. She's chopped it up and ate it on camera. And she's just been sentenced to 12 months in prison. And then when you read the comments on Facebook of everyone slating her 
And then you think to yourself, well, 95% of these people who are commenting fund a similar thing, you know. So wh where do you think that line stops with people? Is it, is it a case of, well, we know it's the case of this is okay, this is okay because it tastes good and this is not okay because it doesn't taste That's good? That's cognitive dissident, dissidence at its finest. The fact that people would be like, huh. Yeah. Oh. That's crazy that she would do that. Well, I am morally superior and I only eat cows. And after I buy them from these people that have killed them, you know, that's all stupid. It's all, it's all ridiculous to me. I, I think that, you know, I think, I think some of us vegans should probably get off our, our quote unquote high horses, though obviously we don't ride horses. But I think there is some of that smugness, uh, but there's also a lot of people just refusing to just admit to themselves or, you know, even quietly, you know what, this is stupid. I don't need to do it. You know, it's very similar to politics. Uh, I think, you know, in this country, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, there was a person named Trump that was elected and he was absolutely the worst piece of shit on the planet. But I and I think a lot of the people that voted for him, I think they realized what a fucking turd salad sandwich that guy was. And they, you know, it's just difficult to just say, you know what? I made a mistake. I didn't think this through. You know, they I'm sure that it's just very difficult to say that you were wrong. Um and I and I get it. If somebody showed me total proof that it turns out that veganism is wrong and that the animals yeah. would prefer to die, I would still probably say, no, I'm not going to do it. So, so, you know, I kind of get it. Uh, I what get about that hell? What, what, what about if, because um, obviously you're in good shape, I'm in fairly good shape, fairly good health, looking okay, you know, not feeling tired, not feeling dizzy. Uh, this is like kind of living proof that, it is, you know, a healthy thing. I meet a lot of 70-year-old vegans who, who come in the shop who they mm. look 50, you know what I mean? So what? but what if someone turned around and, and gave you solid evidence that, um, you know, it wasn't optimal? You know, we do die um, on average a lot sooner than meat eaters. Uh, you can't get enough protein. Um, what What would your stance be then? Because, you know, oh, I've, yes. held, I've held my hands up and admitted that I would admit that I was wrong, you know? You know, honestly, I, I, I don't really give a shit about that either. Um, when I went vegan, doctors told me that it was extremely unhealthy. They said, you know, things like they were maybe not surprised that I wasn't sick, but they, they definitely, nobody, nobody blessed off on it. Um, they would they would be kind of puzzled like somehow I had survived a year without oxygen like like hmm I, I, well this is not what I expected that somehow you're at normal height and weight and uh, your blood came back normal I I don't I don't really have an answer for this kind of like I you know I had somehow died and that you know I was still walking around like a zombie like like a a, a marvel of medicine or something uh, so. So yeah, if it turned out that it was it was healthier somehow to eat animals, I would still I would still roll this way. Now, that's why it's kind of amazing to me that uh somewhere in that 30 years it went from being 
completely unhealthy, whatever people were thinking, to the by the 2000s, it was like, yeah, whatever, to, the, to 2010, it was like, we're turning this corner to now that mainstream science will say, hey, uh, dummies, you're the... <laughs> The animal products that you're eating is causing arteriosclerosis, the hardening of the arteries, which is probably going to give you know send you in an early grave. Uh, and then meat eaters will always come back and say like, "Well, I have a great grandfather that you know smoked five packs a day and uh, you know ate ate a steak and he lived to 100." You know, there's always going to be an outlier for everything. You know, um, both positive and negative. I had a a coworker who's What's the story? Coworker whose friend's kid just died at 13, just had some rare brain something or other, a heart something or other, and, wow. and died. Uh, perfectly healthy, happy, you know, nice kid. They went from that to two days later being in the ICU to being uh, planted in the ground. That's also an option. That's the outlier for negative. Uh, and then obviously there's there's just some crazy story of some guy that, you know, like they keep saying, smoking five packs a day, eating steaks and, you know, you know, laughing and joking and uh, and whatever. Both are possible. But what's more probable is all of us in the middle who have a lifespan, usually somewhere between uh, like 75 and 90 years is, is more normal. Mm-hmm. And if you eat right and... By right, I mean plant-based. And if you exercise, you can, it's not so much prolong that because I prolonging your life, I don't know if that's the goal so much as to have the years that you are alive to be the best possible ones they can be. So by that, I mean you have, you're more mobile up in, up until your 80s and 90s, you're more likely to be continent, you're more likely to have a good sex life. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you know, uh, it's, I, I work with older people and, most, and veterans who don't take care of themselves and there's just a world of awful that can happen to you as you fall apart, you know, as you kind of march toward extinction and uh, none of it's good. And a lot of that, can be lessened by eating a vegan diet and by exercising and of course not smoking or doing drugs and stuff like that. But the choices I have a lot are of people. I have a lot of people send me messages, uh, only friends, you know, it's on a semi-friendly basis where they'll send me a clip of the carnivore diet mm. or Jordan Peterson talking about eating meat and salt and, and things like that. What's, what's your views on the carnivore diet and is there a lot of confirmation bias uh, i know there's a quote that says people like to find good information about their bad habits what would you say about the, about the carnivore diet what what, what so do you know about it by carnivore diet if they're if you're going to say the advantage of like the keto diet in losing weight go the, if you're going to go that route any kind of diet where you're restricting calories is going to work initially almost no matter what it is when you restrict calories. If you were eating too many calories before and now from eating the carnivore diet, the keto diet, the you know, even when people go vegan initially, 
there's this freak out, uh, freak out period where they don't yeah. exactly know what to eat. And then they usually lose a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's healthy or not, that's a totally different story. And, you know, eating a animal based fat diet, you know, high in red meat, that's going to, you know, just clog your arteries. And these are usually people that are not on the healthier spectrums to begin with. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be awful. It, you know, whether they lose some weight initially and see some, um, they see some of their goals met. That's a, that's a totally different story. But as far as long-term health, no, that, that, that won't be good for you. And mm. I mean, can people, if we're going to put totally ethics aside, can people eat some dead animal tissue and eat, you know, as long as they eat a, a lot of plants, you know, be fine? I mean, I guess so. That's what people have done for thousands of years. I mean, uh, just like that 90-year-old that still ate steak, you know, and, and that story and still smoked five packs a day, almost anything's yeah. possible, you know? So can this happen? I mean, you just, if, if we're going to use the word can, well, almost anything can happen. People have jumped out of planes and their uh, parachute hasn't worked and they bounced on the ground and didn't die. Almost anything is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, but the idea is if you do what's more likely going to be healthier, why not do that? You know, why not do something that, that there's studies now that show how it's healthier. If we're going to talk about ethics and morals, well, the same people that are animal lovers that would watch some video of a dog trapped in a hot car and say they would smash the window. Well, why don't have that follow through and say, okay, I won't give someone money to rape animals for me. Like mm. that idea of raping animals, it sounds so crazy and disgusting and morally reprehensible. And yet that's what the dairy industry is. And that's all these industries that's continuing to produce animals to be killed in these slaughterhouses. How do they think that these animals, uh, you know, are procreating like that? They're being forced, force inseminated by some creepy dude. And I'm going to mm. say, dude, I guess it could be a, a chick too, but it's probably a mm. dude. Like, mm. uh, there's a lot the, of, the whole um, thing is, is just awful. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of farmers who I noticed. I actually met a farmer who, who brought some food and, uh, I got, I got, I got chat into him and, you know, I said, why, why are you here? Basically he said, yeah, I'm trying to cut down on meat. You know, I have to look him in the eye before I kill him and, and whatever else. Um, I've, I've saw a couple of cases like that where, you know, they, they are kind of waking up to it. But um, a lot of farmers, they'll go out of their way to defend what they're doing because obviously they've just been culturally conditioned to, to, to grow up do, doing that. But when you say rape, and it is the truth, they start to, they start to argue against it when in fact, like you've just said, it, it, it is rape. How, how is the best way to approach activism based on that, trying to change someone's mind who just doesn't believe it to be wrong? I, I can't. I would say meet people where they are and, you know, someone going into the shop who is, wants to, you know, especially if they're going to buy your vegan products, for sure, keep that repeat customer you know, give them an attaboy for trying to eat some vegan meals. 
you know, give them as much information as you think they can take and don't push them away. Uh, I think for years, for literal years, uh, people like me did the whole meat is murder thing. Like we would draw it on a sign, meat is murder and like scream at people and hold it in their faces. Uh, I yeah. wrote a meat is death on one of my mom's cookbooks and, uh, and probably in like 93, <laughs> 94. And she showed it to me. She kept it. It was... It was this old book from the 70s and had like what looked like a pot roast or something. Some really some shit that I'm glad that uh, I have a very good reason to never eat again because I didn't like it even when I was a meat eater. Um, But I just completely defaced her book. Uh, A complete jerk off move like like not at all cool to do Uh, and almost like perfect example of how not to talk to people and how not to interact with people. Cause I was, you know, I defaced her property. It was very smug, very arrogant, uh, very entitled on my part to just think I could just deface her property. Uh, <laughs> and did I in any way change anyone's opinions? Like, no, nobody, nobody was like, Oh, Hey, look, look that, he uh he ruined the cover of his mom's cookbook and now now everyone's seen the error of their ways you know no it it really just comes down to i think and there's always going to be some somebody that's somehow amazing and people like just on them talking are like oh i, I i've changed the way you know the way i think immediately but i think more than all of that living a good life, being happy with what you eat and looking good and being healthy, sell the vegan lifestyle more than anything else. Definitely yeah. more than hate and anger, you know. Yeah. I've done uh, I've probably done about ten to twelve episodes now, podcast. And I've already had a few people message me saying they've given up milk, um, which is good. Previously I'd post footage of the dairy industry on social media and nobody would say anything they'd probably just flick past it so mm. it is true that kind of like business they don't buy the product they buy you kind of thing um how, how do you think it's best to approach activism obviously putting you know disgusting footage in front of people's faces um for some oh, reason I'm not, turn, saying, turn the other way. I'm not saying don't uh <clears throat> don't use that because sometimes yeah. that's, that's effective too. I'm just saying trying not to be a jerk to people when you don't need to be. Uh, for example, yeah. uh, an activist that I know, a, and a, a couple, their shtick is going into stores and screaming at people or yeah. going into a restaurant and disrupt. Now, do I get it? Sure, I get it. I mean, I, I guess I get that they're, they, they think that they're disrupting it and they're by yelling at people they're um they're at least making it uncomfortable for people to do something that i would agree is wrong however what i would also then think is am i changing that person's mind or am i possibly making them more resolved to be whatever they are or to you know double down because when you attack somebody i mean it's if you fight somebody they're going to cover up you know, if you're going to mm-hmm. attack at somebody, they're going to have a good reason to put their put their hands up in front of their face to kind of guard. Um, you know, 
talking to someone as a person is usually going to be a better, better deal than that. However, very occasionally uh, online, someone, you know, someone has said, I wish somebody was rude to me and uh, like had hit me with this vegan knowledge earlier. I'm like, I'm, I want to be like, really? I mean, I was yelling at plenty of people for most of the 90s to the 2000s and calling people every name. And, and it did. I mean, to what I see, nothing. Uh, I mean, every year there'd be like three people would be ve- turn vegan and then 10 people would stop being vegan. It was this weird thing until the internet got in the full swing and until there was started to be more products. And as there were more products, there were more vegans and then they were more visible on the internet. And then there were more restaurants and the more restaurants and the products and then social media became a thing and it became this like feedback loop of people would see vegans, people would see food. Vegans tend to be, you know, within a with an obesity crisis in full rage, we tend to look better than a lot of the the meat eaters. I mean, if you're going to look at average BMI of a vegan or a vegetarian versus average BMI or meat eater, I mean, we're going to be in much better much better physical health and Looks are almost everything. Like I'm, I'm knocking on 50. I'm going to be 50 next month. And I've been telling coworkers as a joke that I'm hitting the big 4-0. And I, I, I'll talk about it like, yeah, the big 4-0 and stuff like that. And I started saying it as a joke. But after a while, people just didn't know if I was, tr- you know, being serious. I mean, if what, how would I, am I actually, you know, because if you do the math on me, if I, if I was in the army as an almost 30 year old in in 2003. How could I be, you know, 40? It doesn't, you know, how could I be in my 30s? That's not, clearly it doesn't yeah. make any mathematical sense. But the fact that a lot of my coworkers are out of shape and I'm not, and then I exercise and they don't. And, you know, luckily I have a full head of hair. So it's just like, you know, they, mm. uh, I think just in a lot of ways, just looking good, feeling good and being healthy sells it you know, almost as much as all the ethics and the delicious food, because uh, let's face it, if you, you know, we're a culture that's very much about image. And when we look good, people are going to be more interested in it. And I think that's probably why the, the negative hate stuff, I mean, the hippies would probably agree with me on this, that all the negative hate stuff just doesn't look, you know, sexy. Mm. And, uh, and it doesn't sell it as well as, as the uh, positivity. Yeah. Uh, that being 30, said, 31 sure at the moment. Um, it, like you had said, you know, use the, use the, the graphic images because that's what it is. I mean, we're not here to lie to people about it, but. Nah. I'm 31 at the moment and I got told the other day I look 26. So five years, I'll take that. If I look 40 when I'm nearly 50, I'll be over the moon. And one thing you notice is people's skin looks... It looks fresh, you know what I mean? It, 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 mm. And it doesn't lie. You know, if if I didn't meet these people and, um, you know, I didn't, it was just potluck, you know, we walked through the door, uh, obviously I wouldn't be able to go off anything. So when you hear, you know, all these arguments and, you know, which one's healthier, you know, which one's cleaner or... I think it, it speaks for itself. You know, I can I can genuinely see a difference with, with plant-based people. And, mm. and I think... Um, have you noticed a similar thing with people's people's looks? Obviously, skin. Um, it, it's harder to put on weight. I can't I can't seem to get the calories in to, 
to um, to build muscle. So obviously, it's a good thing. It's, it's like you said about BMI. Um, well, that's about. Like that. I mean, if you're so for you or obviously any of our listeners who are having that that problem as a vegan, that comes down to a couple different things. One, <clears throat> getting enough protein. Uh, it's very yeah. easy to get enough protein to be able to live. I mean, you only need 40 to 50 uh, grams a day for Mm -hmm. general health. But in order to put on muscle, you're going to have to double that or maybe even triple that. And that's a lot of extra extra work. Um, Being part of the uh, the vegan strong team, I about six or seven months ago, I, I said, you know what? I've been doing this vegan thing for a while and I think I have it down pat. But as far as, you know, I... Going from someone who just lifts weights to okay, let me just I let me really see what I need to do to maximize the amount of weight that I can lift and put on muscle via protein. It is actually a lot of work, and you're gonna end up having to eat. Unfortunately, I think protein shakes and stuff like that. And definitely, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's gonna be harder than uh, than a book is gonna make it make it sound. Only in that, you know, if you're you're going to need probably almost a gram per pound. So if we're going to go by kilograms around the same thing, you're going to need to eat uh, around 1.6. Yeah. Something like that. So Mm. just roughly think I'm, I'm at about 90 kilograms or give or take, I'm going to need to eat around. I'd probably do one 120 to 160 grams of protein a day. Same. Yeah. Yeah. More so if I'm a lifting day today, I, I did chest. I, I probably didn't quite hit my numbers, but I probably hit at least a hundred, you know, as a, as a younger, younger man, as a, I'm a kid, I guess I could say I was probably doing like 40 to 60 tops. It's, mm. you know, building muscle. It's going to be that, uh, as far as trying to gain weight, it's just going to be a calories game. If you're eating super low calorie, I mean, while that's great for people that don't want to gain weight, if you, if you are trying to put on mass, it's about it's about that. You know, for everybody mm-hmm. who's trying to lose weight, you just have to be in a calorie deficit. If you need, say, 2,000 calories a day, you're going to need to live at like 1,800 to 1,700 calories a day to be able to lose weight progressively. If you're always yeah. a little bit above that 2,000, and especially if you're not exercising, then you're going to gain weight. It's really as simple as that. And then... Obviously, yeah. people are going to bring up, well, how about eating, you know, super healthy, the whole food, whole foods does depend on junk calories. Yeah, junk calories are still garbage, but you could still lose weight eating basically garbage. You know, yeah. healthy is a different thing. Like, you know, yeah. sc- sometimes skinny people smoke. That's not healthy. You know, he- healthy is a totally different <laughs> question, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to start to cut soon. I've, uh, I've been bulking. Well, I say bulking slow bulk, uh, lean bulk, you know, for six months. And, um, mm. like I say, I'm in 3000 to three, two to, to, to lose the fat will be easy. Um, whereas other people struggle, you know? So I think that, you know, the plant-based diet is, 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 you know, to, to, to lose weight, especially is just, I find it easy. Uh, it's the opposite, you know, to, to gain, uh, talking of food bill, what, what mm. was it? What does a typical day of eating look like for you? How many calories and what kinds of, you know, sources of protein would, would you go for? So I do something totally different if, uh, if I'm working or if I'm not working, if I'm working, 
I will wake up at around 1600, about 4 p.m. I'll drink uh, a liter of water. Then I have a protein shake. Then I go to work. Then while I'm at work, I eat a banana. I eat an apple. I have some um, trail mix. I have a protein bar. I have a protein shake. And two other things in that. And that's all the food that I consume. Peanut butter sandwich? Not, not normally, no. Uh, I, I'm pretty much, I won't say, I won't say that I'll never eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich again, but, uh, I think I've eaten my, I've definitely eaten my body weight many times over in PBJ. So I can, I can, uh, survive without that. And I'll have usually, oh, and then if, uh, some of that mock meat stuff is really, really high, especially seitan in, in protein. And I'll just put that in the, in a bag or something like that. And I'll bring it with me to work. And yeah. Usually in that scenario, between all the protein shakes, I'm probably at about 120 grams, maybe a little, little higher of that. Uh, and that's what I do the, the days I work at the hospital. The days that I don't, I'll wake up, I'll eat uh, breakfast, which is usually English muffin. Uh, there's a food chain out here called Trader Joe's that, that makes English muffins that are it's basically some toast and with... Uh, Earth Balance, which is a vegan butter, and I'll put some jam on it. I'll have a tofu scramble, and then I'll have some some uh, fake meat sausage or something like that. And then yeah. lunch. I Lately, I've been skipping lunch, and I'll instead have a protein shake, and then I'll have a medium-sized dinner. May or may not have a protein shake then, too, and, and that's about it. Dinner it, it, dinner's different all the time. Tonight, I had... Uh, the girlfriend made yakisoba and we had yakisoba and these uh, vegan egg rolls and it was amazing. Lovely. It takes, it does take a lot more planning, doesn't it? I can see why uh, people struggle. You know, yeah, I, I think, I, I, I do think people are weak and I do think people make a lot of excuses, but it's something you have to learn, you know, and, and, and people oh, turn and then they, they, you know, they, you know, they, they eat a lot of crap. They fill, they fill the freezers up with frozen foods and they start to feel crap and and i do think you have to learn it um you do have to you know plan a little bit more would you say i would say for those that are thinking of doing this and just starting off the easiest way to do it is eat the rest of the whatever you have or give it away and then as you buy new stuff make sure it's plant-based and then whatever meals you were normally going to have substitute out the whatever meat product it was or milk product, you know, with some plant-based version of that, which they now all have. Back in the day, you couldn't do all that because, you know, there, there was seitan and tofu and that was it. Seitan, for those that don't know, is this wheat, texturized wheat protein thing that kind of tastes sort of like meat if you, text, if you uh, season it right, but it, it's kind of an, like an old school version of you know, Beyond Meat or whatever is popular out there now. Uh, and or tofu, which is obviously the gelatinous white goop, which I love tofu, but it's an acquired taste at its finest. I would say just, you know, whether it's almond milk, soy milk, hemp milk, rice milk, whatever, oat, oat milk, like Oatly, trade your dairy out for that. There's plenty of good vegan cheeses out there. Switch all that out and don't really change up what you're doing that much just have that now if we want to talk about optimal health this is a totally separate separate thing 
you know, whole foods, plant-based studies have shown, like the China study have shown that that's the healthiest way you could go. Um, I think somewhere in between is probably where I, the space that I inhabit, I'll have noodles occasionally. I'll have, you know, if, if I'm at a vegan donut shop, I'm not going to say like, no, 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 for, none for me. Of course, I'm going to have a donut, you know, but I try to not eat dessert every day. And I, we have a, yeah. a holiday here, Thanksgiving, I, and obviously we have thank, uh, Christmas too. I try not to make any of my meals like Christmas or Thanksgiving unless it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. So I try not to overeat. I try not to eat dessert. Uh, lately, when I'm at the store, even if there's vegan ice cream, I don't get it. Why? I mean, ice cream is still full of, of junk calories. Uh, I'm trying to get a six-pack for the summer, so, uh, you know, it, stuff like that I'm trying to avoid. And you could still be overweight as a vegan. I mean, that's, that you know, anything is possible. Um, yeah. You know, it. I guess it'd be nice that people are doing it for the animals and uh, eating all that ice cream that I'm not eating, but... Uh, you know, you can still avoid it, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you where, you know, it, even if it was a little bit unhealthier to be vegan, I'd still do it, you know what I mean? It's my 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 principles, are, are, you know, my beliefs are strong, you know, I wouldn't... It, I said to someone the other day, you know, even if there's 8 billion people on the earth and I was the only one and there was 7,999,000,000 whatever people eating meat, um, I'd definitely still be the only one. Um. In terms of the future, Bill, obviously there's a lot of confirmation bias in regards to the health benefits and whatever else. Mm. Um, if there's only, say, 4 to 8% vegan, what they reckon, uh, something around that, that number, as that number starts to change, uh, how do you see people's choices changing? When, when, when that number does eventually rise, um, oh, do you it think, is, you know, it's already rising. A, lot, a lot of people have got, you know, the sheep mentality where that they'll follow the the majority but they reckon i saw a stat and it, i'm sure it said something like when the number reaches 20 percent people with tipping. a certain mentality will make the shift because you know because they see, see a change where do you see the future i mean i see simultaneously some things being amazing and i mean if if what scientists are saying about global warming is correct, I see, I see drastically awful things happening to the planet, while yeah. at the same time, super awesome things are happening, like more and more people going plant-based, that becoming a norm. I see fossil fuels being phased out and us, I mean, more driving electric cars and caring about that. I mean... From back in the day, at least my day, to now, more and more people who weren't involved, you know, in, you know, the punk rock or the hippie subculture, more just quote unquote normal people care about these things when they did not as the past. I think there's, I think one of the positives of social media and the internet is this information being out there and it being accessible to just about everyone, especially, you know, people who are listening to us talk. And this wouldn't have been possible years ago. I think simultaneously things are going to get amazing and then some things will get awful. And uh, I'm very positive about that there, we're going to be able to make better changes and things become 
better, but at the same point, like, you know, there's always going to be idiots, unfortunately. And unfortunately, they're probably usually going to be in charge of uh, the country, whether whatever country that is. And so it's just going to be like, you know, some positives, some negatives, then we'll see where it ends up in the, you know, but I generally think uh, we're moving toward a better place just globally. Um, that being said, uh, you know, it's very easy to, to fall back into chaos and, you know, uh, there's going to be companies that are going to come up like Beyond Meat was doing amazing. Now they're kind of like rocky and uh, the stocks went really high up and they dropped. But then other companies will take their place if they if they, you know, end up not being around anymore. I yeah, I think this media of, of having or medium of having social media and having people be able to have these ideas are going to mean that there's going to be more people like us having these conversations even after we're not doing it anymore or long past, uh, hopefully long past the point where we're dead. And sooner or later, one day, I would love that to be a world, even if I'm not able to see it, that it's 50% vegan. I mean, as as uh, movements go, to have that kind of quick in and granted it's been a it's been a, a slow build but to be able to see that kind of success and more and more people agreeing with us uh i i think it's amazing i think there's no way to look at it other than this movement is has been very very successful and will continue to be uh for many years to come and i'm just you know, whatever my involvement it is, I'm just super stoked to see all the success that this has had. And I'm really, really excited for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I actually came across you on Instagram, I think, and I saw a, mm. was it was it a news, um, a news channel in the US that, 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 that showed you, I think, and I saw it. And then I typed you in and obviously saw that you were, um, you know, a um, you know, in the army and mm. not your typical vegan, which is why I was interested in reaching out to you. So it's good to see people like yourself who, who again, like me, go against the grain and prove that you don't have to be a stereotypical hippie or, you know, anything mm. like that to, to kind of push the message. And I think that the more people that see people like yourself, you know, who, who can build muscle, look good, live a normal life and just not contribute to the suffering of little baby animals um yeah surely that surely that has got to kind of catch on uh, eventually and but like you said will it be will it be 10 years will it be 50 will it be 200 that's a good question mm. i'll give it 50 i would say in I'll 50 the same. years I'll the same. in 50 years well I, you'll be around for it I don't reckon I will be. You will too. Well, no I appreciate doubt. that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I would say, I would guess, I would guess once the boomers get out of here, the, you know, anybody who, like our parents' generation, once they've exited, and as Gen Z and um, the millennials become the majority. I think that's where we're going to start to see real 
change. And I think, I don't know what percentage of millennials and Gen Z are, are vegan or vegetarian, but I think it's way more common than it is with, with boomers and people older or, or even in my generation. And I, I think that just the general like milk is weird, which it is as an idea, I think is more normal for generations that have grown up with the internet versus like, you know, I was inundated as a kid with, uh, you know, milk, milk is good for you. And, uh, and beef, real food for real people and kind of garbage like that. Uh, I mean, like the brainwashing that people get, you know, sub, you know, subject themselves to by watching television on a daily basis. Uh, whereas I yeah, think there's going to be a lot less of that now. I mean, granted, people are on their phones. They're, you know, subjecting themselves to their own brainwashing. But at least they're able to choose what what kind of what they're what they're washing their brain with versus yeah you know this being this nonsense being shoved down our throats definitely and it's interesting to bring up the topic of brainwashing because um mm. you know if someone looked at the yulin dog festival in china yeah um, and, and you know we 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 obviously hate the whole idea of it and then you know we'd say some people say yeah you know they're brainwashed but then you could turn it back onto the Western man and say, well, you know, do you not think that to a certain extent you're brainwashed uh, just as some countries, you know, such as China believe that that's okay, but no one likes to admit that they're, they're brain, they're brainwashed. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it is a little bit, it is a little bit kind of, kind of weird how there's this pretend, pretending that uh that you know those few people that eat dog and whatever that that's some kind of like mainstream thing over there uh you know and this smug superiority people will have that i've seen online that's it's like dude i mean if you're still eating cows it's the same thing like don't don't be acting like your shit doesn't stink Um, yeah and i've been to been to china something that i did have kind of a weird form of respect about they I'm sure it's changed drastically but when I was there I was there as a college kid in the 90s there I did not see pets uh people there it just had a general feeling of there was a general brutality to all all animals and yeah. obviously the, the Buddhists weren't doing any of that but everyone else if you ate meat it was probably you know straight up murdered or choked to death or something awful in front of you and while I didn't agree with any of that, at least it was refreshingly not bullshit. Like at least, like, at least they were consistent. At yes. least they were consistent with their beliefs. Which yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, is that good? I mean, I'm not going to put a good or a bad on it. I'm just going to say at least it wasn't. Uh, hip- there was no hypocrisy about it. You know, um, there was they. There was almost if uh, a feeling of if I wound up in the wrong spot, I would get eaten myself. So it, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, nah, yeah, I, I, that's that's the main thing with me is consistency. I, I know what you mean. It's it's not right, but at least you know the 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 beliefs are consistent. Whereas, like you said over here, uh, or should I say in the West, um, you know, people that we speak to, they they can't they can't back up their their inconsistencies which I find just 
incredible. The, the psychology behind it, I just find crazy. But like you said, I think 50 years, I, I mean, a lot can change in 50 years. If you re rewind 50 years to when, you know, you were born and what, mm. what's changed since. And if you look at slavery as well and, you know, things like that and, you know, women's rights and, you know, whatever else has changed, a lot can change in, you know, 50, 100 years. So hopefully it is, when it, with, you know, within our lifetime, but um, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know if um, it's, you know, there's been a little bit of a boom and it's died off or whether it is a case of, you know, mm. people have just, I think that, that the health thing though, I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of information out now that has just debunked the whole protein thing, the health thing. So that's a good start, I suppose. And maybe now we can focus it towards more ethics and the environment. Bill, before you go, you mentioned the climate yeah. and climate change and people, some people not believe in it. What would your reply be to someone who says that climate change is not real and they're just trying to make us eat bugs and make us eat lab-grown meat? Yeah, I actually heard about... I was listening to the radio driving back uh, from Little Tokyo today and they had some movement on that where people were worried about some kind of New World Order crap. Like... Uh, Climate change is not a conspiracy. Climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it. The stuff that we're doing as human beings on this planet, because there's so many of us and we're as an industrialized world, growing animals to just kill them, that whole process is, ca is causing methane emissions, which are warming up our planet, which are, as a result, changing our climate, which are, as a result, causing you know, crazy weather conditions and things like floods and stuff that's just not, that's out of the ordinary. For example, I live in Southern California, United States. It's been raining nonstop. Well, on and off, we've had more rain in the last couple months than uh, maybe the last 10 years all, all combined. Really? Uh, you got fl mass flooding and stuff like that. And... The heat, it's, it's, it, there's going to be places that it's going to be unbearable to live. And when the glaciers melt, then there's going to be flooding. Um, some of it, it's too late to reverse. But I would like to think there's a lot of it that we can still do something about. Mm. Um, do I believe that every person is going to, you know, participate and try to make the world a better place no people are selfish and often stupid and self-centered but that's hopefully the positive side of governments where our countries can get together and kind of move towards something that's better for all of us or if we don't care people don't care enough about themselves at least their children or their their grandchildren uh i've been been talking about this for years and in, in a connection between factory farming and, and animal agriculture and climate change. Um, but really all we can do is bring it to people's attention and people are going to do with it whatever they want. So, you know, I would, I would wish people that would take a look at this information. I would do their own research. Um, it's really at this point not controversial. A majority of scientists agree with it. There's always going to be some 
you know, kooky scientist that the right wing pulls out uh, of nowhere that uh, that doesn't believe in climate change because they saw some snow somewhere. But uh, a majority of scientists agree with it. Most of them are actually going to bring up animal agriculture, but they're going to do it in a way that's not going to out animal agriculture, because if they did, then they know that they would probably lose their funding. So they'll talk about things like transportation while when knowing that it's the animals that are being transported or, you know, yeah. this, that or the other. <clears throat> 100%. Bill, I was 26 when I changed, so five years. I can only imagine what it was like back then. Uh, so I just wanted to say ultimate respect for what you've done. I mean, I can, I can only imagine. For me, it's been easy. It's been easy. We've got supermarkets. Uh, I've got my own food place. I've got a lot of spices. I've got all the bits and bobs that I need. So what you've done is uh, quite remarkable, especially being in the army um, and having to deal with what you've had to deal with. So, um, yeah, thank you for your time. And um, I, I'm glad you understood me as well because it's not Queen's English. And the missus last night, the, my partner, she said, mm. make sure you speak good. So I hope that I spoke good. And I, I think No, was, I mean, uh, I can understand <laughs> you. I don't, I don't really understand the... Uh, I, I'd heard that as a trope before about uh, people from other countries not understanding, you know, each other like that. I, I think what it is sometimes too... Have, you've, you've traveled before, right? Yeah, mate, yeah. I've, uh, we both quite traveled, I'd say, mate. Yeah, I've done 50-odd um, countries. Yeah, so I, I'm. I'm at. I, you got me by three. So I've been all over the world too. I guess I think it's probably only hard for people to not understand each other if they've maybe never been outside their state or, or where they live. And you know, I I don't know. I mean, I I watch British TV. Uh, I grew up watching Doctor Who, and you know, oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. So you know, I don't understand how how this trope that it's difficult to understand one like you know one way of speaking english or the other uh yeah i i think what it is is you know people just decide something is 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 a thing even if it clearly you know for us is not a thing and they just roll with it yeah 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 but now like you say when you've traveled you've you've met people from you know from all corners of the earth and you've probably got mates in 10 20 different countries and whatever yeah. and yeah you kind of mold into it yeah uh, where's the I mean, best? If anything, this, this is a hard question. This is a hard question. Yeah. And it's oh, not one that, that I can answer. The best country, you know, I know you could say, you know, the best country to live in, visit, the best place to, for beaches, the best place. Where's, where's one, one place that stood out for you? Not necessarily where you'd live, just, you know, just a place that you, that kind of took your breath away or. Hmm. Uh, if we're talking about sheer Blau, the have you been to the pyramids yet? I haven't. No, I, it's it's next on the list. I'd say. So, I'm not sure if I recommend this, but what I did that was amazing. I went uh, during a, a high terrorist alert time, and it was wow. awesome. Nobody else was in the pyramids, and I had them to myself. I had like my own. I was like King Tut for a day, and just I had nobody was there to tell me I I had to leave, so I just went in and just sat down. I was in, in the pyramid for a couple hours, just chilling. Like usually it's, as you would guess, there's lines. It's, 
usually uh, swarmed with, with tourists, but because they were worried about being murdered, uh, you know, for good reason. And nobody showed up. Mm. So I was, uh, it was amazing. Um, think, you know, th for whether it's the pyramids in Egypt, uh, Angkor Wat, um, I, there's just so much that takes my breath away. I thought you were going to ask best place to be vegan, which I might say, I don't know about the, at current day, but I was completely blown away by Taiwan and how, really? how on point, because at least in America, a lot of our fake meat comes from Taiwan. And mm. that would, that's like the capital. You just look for the, uh, the backwards swastika, which is a Buddhist symbol. And, and yeah. then usually we'll have some version of vegetarian, but written in kanji, but not, uh, but like an old school Chinese kanji. Uh, and it's, just i just remember it being amazing yeah i'd like to go to israel i've heard good things about israel oh yeah and the, and the vegan food and that and um uh, i when i did travel obviously i was a meat eater at the time so i'd love to kind of get out there again and see uh see what see what the uh, world's got to offer but bill thank you for your time and it's been good to meet you i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna buy your book which oh, is thanks, vegan man. strong because obviously it aligns with what I'm trying to do myself. I'll leave you a review and I'll spread the message. Um, your Instagram, SGT Vegan. That's, that's right. So I'm easily findable on the internet, uh, sgtvegan.com. That's sergeantvegan.com. Lovely work. I'll, um, I'll be ordering your book shortly, mate. And um, yeah, thank you for your time. It's been good to meet you. Thank you. And yeah, if you ever find yourself in the UK, in the middle, Give us a shout and there's a, there's a meal with your name on. Oh, hell yeah. I appreciate you. And it would be cool someday to make it over there to be at, uh, speak at one of the VegFests. Um, yeah, yeah. It, if there's some situation where it re involves me murdering somebody to be able to do that, just let me know on the download. I don't want anyone to know that I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. But seriously, I would, I would love to go, go, uh, go, you know, speak at one of the VegFests out there. Um, it's, I don't know if you've experienced that uh, at this phenomenon where you're at, but somebody figured out that VegFest could make money. So we have a lot of VegFest-like things here now in, in the U.S., but they're mostly just food vendors, and they've taken a lot of the speakers and any of the politics out. So it's just basically a, a chance to make money. Have you seen more of stuff like that? Um, to be honest, I've been that busy with business. I haven't really mm. uh, looked looked outside, really. But the, you know, there is there is the vegan camp out, which is really popular, and they have you know they have more than just food. You know, they have talks and mm. all kinds of things going on. And I think I think it is getting more popular. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of food markets in general. You know, a lot of events going on. But I think if you were going to come, I think the vegan camp out is is, is the one apparently. So. Um, and I, yeah, all, a lot of people I know go and they always say it's, it's incredible. So lucky, uh, looking to get there this, this year, hopefully. If you manage to make it over, uh, I'll be watching your, your page, mate, and um, be good to, to meet you in person. Sounds good. Jake, it was awesome. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, mate, regarding the book. And thank you very much.